All right, welcome to Can You Relate Fit and Health. Um, my name is Jill. I'm your host. With me today is Heather. What's up going on, Heather? How are you? I'm well. How are you? Doing great. Good to be here. Good. Um, how old are you? 43. Okay. And uh, were you active as a kid? I was one of those scrappy kids that was climbing trees, a total tomboy. Um, so I was that kid that was out in the neighborhood and didn't come home until sundown. So up in the morning, out come on in at sundown and just riding bikes, playing, climbing trees, hiking, all that good stuff. Did you do any sports? I did. Um, I got into gymnastics um, when I was very, very young and then stepped out of it for a little bit and then ended up getting back into it when I was about 12. Um, And then I fell in love with the sport itself and just started pursuing it um, really passionately and, uh, you know, started competing and training um, and then eventually coaching. Okay. And what was it like starting from when you were younger, when you started gymnastics? Was it hard at first? Did you? Y- you know, for me, it, it was because there was a lot of mindset to okay. it. Um, so the physical portions of it um, were just more about being guided with the coach and proper training. So that portion was was easier. It, ha- it has its challenges. Um, but for me, I think it was more the discipline of the mindset, which was a challenge. Okay. Um, so that, you know, became what I ended up having to get over through the sport. And how long did it take you to get over? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you get over each portion individually. If it's a skill-based fear, uh, if it's, you know, you just have the I can't attitude, um, learning to mature out of that. Right. With positive reinforcement from coaches and teammates. Um, so I think it's I think it's an ongoing process, to be honest, whether it's in a sport or just in your life related. So I don't think you ever kind of get over that okay. aspect. Um, at what point did you realize that it was went from being fun to being something like you had to do all the time, you had to compete? Like, what, what was that feeling like? Um, the transition from, you know, just going in a, once or twice a week to a more serious competitive level, um, you know, it was more driven back then just by, you know, wanting to cling on to something that I was getting good feedback from. Okay. So for me, it was just that positive, you know, energy that when I walked into the gym, I was welcomed, I was accepted, and I was able to fail, right. and it was okay. Um, and so that made me really just want to push further and further. Okay. Um, how about nutrition-wise as well? Um, <laughs> like, were you always a person who was able to eat whatever you wanted, or did you find when you started doing the sport that you had to eat a certain way, or... So, you know, I'm 43, and when I was young, we really, you know, listen, parents were smoking, and it was okay to smoke when you were pregnant. Sure. And there was no car seats, really. You didn't need a car seat for an infant or seat belts or anything else. So back then, nutrition really wasn't kind of heavily focused sure. on. Um, so I, I wasn't educated. Okay. Um, so really, you know, uh, I grew up in a, in a house with, there was three girls. My mom was divorced. It was a single mom. She worked one to two jobs she really wasn't home to cook so it was kind of fend for yourself whatever it was you know whatever's in the house you kind of get ate and if you don't if there's nothing in the house and you're not eating okay so I really nutrition really didn't play a part in my life until much later on okay like when you started competing or like after 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 that after more more or less into my later college years did I you know realize this this is this is important right just like the mental aspect of the sport is important the nutritional aspect is right up there 
right. you know, and that was something that um, I did pursue and I work with my athletes now on um, and my, my own children because it is, it's essential for everyday living. Right. Um, so did you do, uh, I guess, collegiate gymnastics then? When I did not. Okay. I did not do collegiate gymnastics. Um, I really, <laughs> I wasn't that good. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't that good of an athlete. Um, my daughter is way better than I am. Um, but I wanted it and I wanted to train. And so for me, it was more about my own goal set and okay. reaching those goals than okay. it was about, you know, the exterior accolades of anyone else. Um, so it was really kind of something personal for me that I kind of, you know, went through. So you did gymnastics all the way through high school? All the way through high school. And then, um, I started coaching through high school as well. So okay. I was, you know, kind of balancing both of those aspects and then really fell in love with working with kids and just seeing their growth in the sport and being able to build confidence in a kid. So then when you stopped and went to college, that's when you went to more coaching? Yeah. Okay. And did you have a hard time losing that competitive aspect of it, or it was a natural transition you know, to it, both? You know, it was so not, it was a very natural transition, but I think I was probably 27 when I was in the best shape of my life, gymnastically speaking. Okay. So even in my younger years, and that I attribute to the, the nutrition aspect. Yeah. So in my younger years, I didn't have that uh, nutrition base, so I really wasn't fueling my body properly. Um, and so when I was older and started fueling my body with the proper nutrition, I really did. I ended up getting harder. I was doing harder skills when I was 27 than when I was, you know, 14 and 15. Mm -hmm. And so, and in gymnastics that, you know, you kind of fizzle out as you get older. Right. But, but you got better. I did. I got stronger. It was that a, a weird feeling, not a necessarily a feeling of regret, but like, oh man, if I had just known then, maybe. You know what? Not for myself. It was one of those moments where I went, it was an aha moment and it was, I have to pass this on. Okay. And it was, and I'm very much like that in every aspect of my life. What I was lacking in my childhood or in my experiences, I really am passionate about giving that, passing that on. So if there's something I've learned through mistakes, uh, through failures, it is important to me that I pass that on. Even if it's just my story, I'm not necessarily telling kids how to right. live or what to do, but just sharing my experience. Um, and letting them know that if you know if you eat better, you will be better. Right. You will feel better, and you will be able to accomplish better things. Okay. Um, so when when did you decide you want to open your own gymnastics gym? Like you went from like coaching, which is a yeah. passion, to really now wanting to start your own teams. I guess. Yeah. So for me, it I never wanted to own a gym. Okay. <laughs> I was terrified right. of the thought. And that was something that didn't come along until I met my now husband. Um, and he, where I lack, he has strength. Um, and so he is one of those people. He's a collegiate wrestler, a gymnast, uh, you know, an amazing coach, personal trainer, years and years of experience. He's older than I am. Um, but he kind of built me up and helped me realize that and it was funny because afterwards you look back and you go, wow, he coached me through that as if I was one of his athletes. Right. And that was kind of like, wow. Um, because he built up my confidence and, and and being able to take risks and understand that if I failed, it was okay. Right. Just like I failed in the gym, it's okay to fail in life. You learn from it and you, and you grow on. So we were able to uh, 
you know, open a gym together and be confident in that together. Right. Um, and we really do make a, an excellent team, again, because where he has weakness, I have strengths, and where I have weaknesses, he has the strengths. So it kind of works out, balances nicely. That's good. And what was the first feeling of now you have all these girls and to train? Uh, I, I need tremendously amazing coaches. <laughs> <laughs> I need help. Right. Um, and we are so fortunate because we really do have – the best people um, that happen to be passionate about the sport and educated in the sport and um, pass that on to their teams. So, you know, we have about 30 coaches that are working for us in all different levels and capacities, Um, but our team coaches are a tremendously amazing, brilliant group of people. I mean, they really are. We're, we're, We're lucky. We're very lucky. That's awesome. And do you find it it's harder as I mean, how long ago did you open the gym? So this facility we're on year eight, I wanna say. Do you notice a difference in the girls from like when you first started or even back when you were training girls right out of high school and college to now? Like it's how like children are different now than they were back then mm-hmm. when you graduated from <laughs> college and is it harder, easier? Um, to relate or, you know? You know, I feel that, and there's a lot that's kind of going on in that coaching world where parent involvement is extreme. Right. Um, And that's something we really try and balance out because we, I I don't ever want my parents to feel like they can't be a participating factor in their child's gymnastics. However, um, I feel that educating them is the best way yeah. to allow them to be involved in Definitely. it um, in a safe capacity where they understand what their role is. Right. So it's really just setting boundaries for all of us, for coaches, for kids, and for the parents. Okay. Um, and I feel like having that on our side helps the parent then be a better parent to their athlete, Okay. Um, which then gives us a a good foundation to work on. Now, as far as mentality goes, I feel like there's still, you know, pretty similar things from back then to now. Everybody has fear, you know, fear of of skill and all of that. Um, Bodies has changed. There's kids that are just, I mean, they're tall. (laughs) I feel like they are just Well, yeah, that's a good point. Because I feel like um, when I watched gymnastics, like the Olympics growing up, because that's the only way time I ever saw gymnastics mm-hmm. was the Summer Olympics every four years. And right. like they're very tiny athletes, and now they seem to be a lot taller. Right. Yeah. Which is interesting because, and I love it. I actually love it because you have girls of all shapes, all sizes. And, you know, our gym isn't really based on Olympic bound athletes. Okay. Um, we really try and focus on. You know, again, what I was lacking, Mm -hmm. I want to then pass on. And and I want these kids to feel like no matter what, I wasn't the best gymnast. Right. But but I was supported in what I wanted to do. And I was given a chance and given an opportunity. And if there's a a young girl out there that wants to try the sport at any age, you don't have to be three to start and get homeschooled and be overtrained and, you know, extensive you know, training on the body, you, you can do it at different levels and different abilities. And I love that about our gym because you can be tall yes, and you can be short right? and you can be anything. You could be any size, any size and to you can do, still it. do it. And you can still do it. And, and it's so great because we prove that every day in this gym. And that's great. And that's positive. It's so positive that, like you said, any young girl or whoever can come in and they can just see like, you know what? I can do it too. Yeah, do you absolutely. have a boys team? 
We do not have a boys team. Um, we have uh, an American Ninja Warrior gym. Okay. So that is a separate, it's in the same building as us. It's a separate facility. Um, but that is, boys gymnastics is unfortunately really difficult to balance. Okay. It's just a lot harder. There's more events. Okay. Uh, the boys need more time in the gym. And unfortunately, they just, you know, it, it's sad to see, but boys get made fun of when they uh, are very young and do gymnastics. Right. And, um, so we kind of transitioned and realized we don't want to leave them out. Right. Uh, we do have a ton of boys that come and tumble. Right. And that's cool and fun, and, yeah. and they love that, and that's fantastic. And then all of our boys really go into that, that warrior room and are challenged through the obstacles that are over there. Right. And that is just allowing them to get a good workout, another safe place where they can fail and fly. So they can, you know, learn how to just move their bodies and figure it out themselves. So it's kind of fun because it's a mind game and a physical you know, puzzle. How am I going to get from point A to point B without falling? Right. That's good. That's really good. Um, so I know you had cancer at some point. I don't know if you want to touch on that. Sure. Um, how hard was it like going through that and then running a business at the same time? And I mean, I, so I got diagnosed almost a year ago to the date. Um, and it was something that I, you know, I found a lump myself and got all the testing necessary and was told it was a benign cyst. And for about 10 months, I kind of, it just didn't sit right with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I only had the regular testing. Like you go to the gynecologist and they send you for your MRI and your ultrasound and, um, you know, your mammogram. And I had all that done and I just wasn't sitting well with that. So I went and found a, an amazing breast specialist who, you know, through testing, more testing, uh, confirmed the diagnosis. And it was funny. I walked in that office and I said, I'm your new cancer patient. Right. <laughs> she was like, what? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I have cancer. And I, I need to get it taken care of. I just right. knew. And so when I got the phone call and she confirmed it with the testing, I really wasn't surprised. Right. And it wasn't, it really wasn't a negative. Um, the difficulty with balancing the gym and, you know, my personal health at that point, I thought was going to be difficult. I right. really thought it was going to be a challenge. And I can't even tell you, every staff member in this gym stepped up. Every parent was so supportive. Uh, and I didn't have to worry about a thing. That's great. And they were just, I mean, it was, the. <laughs> I finding out I had breast cancer was a blessing. Okay. It ended yeah. up being a blessing. <laughs> right. And you were able to stay positive throughout the entire thing? I As best you can, I guess, yeah, given you know those situa- mm-hmm. circumstances? I think I had two moments where... I was kind of thrown off balance. Um, and when I say moments, I mean, you know, afternoon. There was one afternoon I remember I just cried. And I cried because I was scared for my daughter, and it really had nothing to do with me. I was waiting back on the genetic testing, and, you know, I was more nervous that it was going to be something that she was going to have to deal with in her future. Um, and other than that, and the genetic testing came back, and I don't have the, the BRCA gene, so this celebration woohoo and I was fine I was over it and then every day after that I was like I've never not been able to lay down all day and not that I ever really wanted to but I never had that opportunity if I wanted to just be lazy I always had to work right Um, and I I loved what I did so it really didn't matter but uh, having that time to myself I kind of enjoyed it okay (laughs) <laughs> it was terrible. I didn't have to do chemotherapy. I had radiation, okay. which completely exhausts you for those that kind of sure. go through it. Um, but 
aside from that, I was like, oh, you know what? It is what it is. I'm going to accept this this season of my life, and I'm going to embrace it and just move past it. That's good. And and I did, and I, and I'm I'm out. <laughs> I'm out of that. Now. Yeah. And it was good. That's po- that's great. It's that positive mindset that I always say that it's helpful when you go through situations yes. and something like that, or an illness, is that you want to, you know it's sad and it's hard but at the same time you have to keep that positive attitude or else it can really eat at it you really and, and get you down even further and you s- sometimes it's really hard to stay positive in those hard moments it is i mean i would see other women when i would go in for my radiation treatments and they were just defeated yeah. and you can see that they were just done right and you know it was so sad and they would look at me and i would come in and i'd be like what's up girls <laughs> like i'm all woohoo right you know i and, um, you know, Miss Val, who is a, a gymnastics coach from UCLA, from UCLA, um, she's brilliant. She wrote a book. She went through breast cancer. And one of her, one of the things that she stated uh, was that she got to do chemo. She, she had the opportunity to get better. It okay. was a positive. So she walked in there every day saying, I get to do this. Right. I get to get better. Right. Um, and so many people don't have that option. That's right. Um, so that mindset kind of helped me. Okay. When I walked in every day for radiation, it was, I get to do this. Right. And I should be grateful for that. Yeah. Um, and so living my life every day with an attitude of gratitude and feeling blessed, but really, really blessed and, and joyful is just, you know, it's a, it's a great, it's a great thing. That's good. Um, touching back on that, you mentioned your daughter. Sorry, my watch just hit the <laughs> table. <laughs> um, was it hard, like coaching your daughter do you coach your daughter oh god never (laughs) (laughs) anybody who's a coach or teacher I feel like you just can't I don't know I I, you I don't feel a parent should ever coach their child I feel like it could ruin the parent-child relationship Um, I did when she was little little two three four Um, but as she started progressing in the sport I had to step out it's just it's such a big conflict Um, and I didn't want to see her as an athlete Okay. I wanted to see her as my daughter. Sure. Um, and so I was able to step out, and it was a struggle. I'm I mean, sure. it's a struggle because yeah. you're at a meet, and you know, I know what's wrong, what, you know, with what she's doing, and I'm just there. Yeah, hey, honey, <laughs> I love you. Good job. And and that was hard. Yeah. <laughs> so that was hard for me. Um, but you know, just seeing her and grow and develop in the sport is also a blessing. That's great. That's great. Um, I was gonna say. So, what do you think about like? how women's gymnastics in general has developed from, I guess, when you first started to now and what you see at the Olympics and what's going on and how advanced everything seems oh to be. Oh, my gosh. It's insane. Yeah. It's so insane. These women are so talented, um, and they're so driven and, and passionate about it. And it's it's really – it's just amazing to watch. It really is just amazing to watch because the training that they put in – is I mean it's so intense. Yeah, it's so intense, and it consumes your life. And you know, to be able f- for them to be able to get to that place and celebrate it, and be so successful at it, is just awesome. Because you know we're part of that community on a on a different level. Right. But we're still part of that community. Yeah. And you know, so to have such positive role models in our industry, yeah. um, like our Olympians, uh, it's it's just it's it's good. What is the um olympic age range like when can you first start in the olympics until how old do you before like retire and you don't do it anymore you can't be in the olympics that you see Uh, you know i I don't think i don't think you ever have to 
stop. To retire, quote unquote. But but what age do you typically say most? So there's a woman who's 43 who is a vault specialist. Okay. And she's still 42, 43, and she's still going. That's amazing. Um, That is amazing. And we've never seen that before, really. And she's the first, and, you know, uh, she's phenomenal. Um, But uh, usually, I, I honestly feel it's your body. Okay. It's, it's your body that makes you retire. Yes. Um, and so that age really depends on the, the training that you had from when you were young. So how much damage was done, done to your body through those early primary years of training. Right. And, you know, was your trainer or, and your coach kind of balancing out? Gotcha. Not just gymnastics training, but were they incorporating other areas to help you offset the the development of your body so that you didn't have injury after injury after injury. Um, So I think those that have that good balance um, are the ones that are able to then push through and be successful. So the the age really, you know. doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. Late teens, 20s usually is what, you know, what you see. Um, Beyond that, it's a miracle. Right. (laughs) It's awesome, but. Have you ever gotten any major injuries from doing gymnastics? Um, I had a really bad shoulder slip I want to call it um during a tumbling pass where it just kind of I threw my arm out to the side instead of setting up and it it slid out of the socket and kind of went back in okay um and then it was one of those things where I just kept going sure through the the workout and um you know really took a long time to heal after that okay um but I never needed surgery I opted not to do surgery I did physical therapy and and worked on it through other means um so that as I got older I was able to how old were you how old were you that happened when I had the injury oh gosh 16 okay that's why I got 16 okay yeah but you know I you just kind of in that mindset and that's the difference too between uh, gymnastics back then and gymnastics today um our coaches really kind of we don't use that, you know, suck it up and, and get back on the beam. Okay. You really can't. Um, right, because you could you further just, the injury. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and back then, you just, just like, you know, just like parents didn't know, don't smoke when you're pregnant back in the 70s, coaches didn't know that that in that one little movement could have really hurt that child and they should really get to a doctor. Back then, that wasn't a thing. Right. <laughs> it, it's incredible to see how t- how it's progressed from, mm-hmm. like you said, back in the 70s till now and how... I've had this talk with another um, one of my guests about how now it seems like colleges have like a nutrition staff and they have really great trainers and coaches mm-hmm. to yeah. be on top of their clients to keep them healthy and how back, you know, in the 70s, 60s, that you don't really see that much of it. Maybe yeah. at like at a top 10 school, but you don't yeah. really see it that much. And now I feel like it's it's essential. Yeah. I feel like you can't really get to your fullest potential without that support system yeah. in place. And so it's nice to see that development happen in the community of gymnastics. It is. It's awesome. Uh, is there anything else you want to add to our little podcast today? No, I mean, I think that well, I think what you're doing is phenomenal. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I enjoyed listening to your other podcasts. It was thank great. You. Thank um, you. And I just I thank you for reaching out and sharing your your talent with me. Uh, thank you. And I thank you for sharing your story. And I mean, there's people out there who can now relate to everything that you've gone through. And then that's what we try to do here is try yeah, to connect great. people. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you. Thank you.